now recording. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Tyranny of Thumbs podcast, where we're just a group of friends who play a game and then we talk about it. Hi, Zoe. This week? Yeah. Hi, James. How are you doing over there on the East Coast? <laughs> I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I have some bruises because I went paintballing yesterday for the first time in like a decade. So oh, that was shit. Really fun. I've never been paintballing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of like laser tag, but you're scared of getting hit because it hurts. And then everybody has to go home and take a shower because you're covered in oil. So like, is that <laughs> is a Is there good like thing? a special soap that you use to get the oil off? or do No, you just it basically like... just comes out in water with a little bit of soap, but wow. it just feels totally disgusting. And I'm throwing <laughs> out the shoes that I wore paintballing because I don't want to touch them ever again. So what you're saying is you went for something to supposedly have fun, oh, came it was out great fun. with bruises, needing to like covered in disgusting oil sludge, and needing to throw out a pair of shoes. That does not yeah. sound fun. No, Dude, no, no. Like I, I was going to throw out those shoes anyway. Ever had. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, did you had? What? 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 <laughs> No huh? one was getting that when he was uh, talking. All right. All right. Welcome all right. to the podcast. Cool. No, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, that's Adam over there on the I Central Coast. Mean, like, no. <laughs> I was. Uh, no. I was going to throw out those shoes anyways. That's where I wore them paintballing. But oh, that's the way to go then. Yeah. For sure. But I, I. Yeah, and then over there oh, on I was the just West Coast, say, we got Gabe and McCoy. Hello. <laughs> Doesn't matter anyway. This is gonna be a train wreck. I love it. Um. <laughs> to, to our listener out there, like us four have been recording already for the past two hours on a separate episode that may or may not be released to the public. So we might just be teasing you, or you know, you have listened to that train wreck of an episode and you're like, "What the fuck?" But anyway, so we're all like a little bit slap happy and a little. Uh, uh, I guess slapdash with our uh, podcast recording right now, but yeah, we're we're trucking along. We got this, you know. Team, clap, let's go. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hi, hell yeah, dude! I'm excited. Anyone? No, it's great. Are are we excited? Yes. Well, actually, we should be because this is our final episode potentially unless we decide to revisit some dlcs like way in the future of this podcast because i think we don't want to touch this franchise with a 10-foot pole for the next i don't know year <laughs> um but today we finished up bioshock 2 which is uh the last game in the franchise that we've been playing i think you mean and, the best uh, game yeah, maybe. I don't know. I've got some qualms in my notes here that I want to talk about with this game. But um yeah, so like I guess let's just jump into it. When we first uh when we first left off, uh we had uh basically escaped Siren Alley and ran all the way to Dionysus Park and Sophia Lamb flooded the whole area and told us, is this the world that you want? This is the world that you want. And you're like, I don't know. Am I? I'm a voiceless character who hasn't spoken a line of dialogue. Are you reading the script? Like, great reference. Great reference. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, 
you know, I guess let's first, like, throw out a feeler there for general feelings about this last half of Bioshock 2. Because um, really not much changes gameplay-wise. Maybe some aspects, which I'm sure we'll get to. But for the most part, it's just more story progression. Wait, so you're saying we go straight to the tyranny of thumbs, just rate it, and just, like, end the podcast? <laughs> 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 you know, the shortest yeah, tyranny really of thumbs changed, episode. Man. Uh, dude, I mean... I don't know. I found go ahead. that the story felt rushed in some aspects, but I also want to get your guys' thoughts dude, before I go into I would that. love to have an opinion on whether the story was rushed or not, but I just found my zen with this game, and I was just playing it. You know what I mean? Like, And I, I, I don't think I was really following the story super well. I don't know why. It just It didn't grab me as much, and I think I was also just actually quite enjoying the gameplay. So like, to me, it was like, things are happening. I'm shooting things. I'm actually having a pretty good time. But that's kind of like the extent of it to me with this game, which, you know, is strange for a Bioshock game. But at the same time, I was really enjoying it. So I'm curious, did anyone else feel like, like, you know, they were in tuned enough with the story to be like these pacing issues are, are apparent? Or what do you guys think? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I was more in your boat of I was just kind of playing the game and enjoying it getting a little bit frustrated sometimes but that's just playing games where you die sometimes yeah i had a i had an interesting like mix of zen with just enjoying the game and enjoying the better combat um then bioshock one and to an extent kind of bioshock infinite as well but it was equal parts of that and then also just like pretty much ignoring the story and just focusing and being frustrated with the hard difficulty and just trying to survive like moments of uh of uh I almost said Eleanor of Sophia talking to you while you're like fighting people so I'm just like n- ignoring what she's saying just trying to stay alive <laughs> Dude, actually, that brings up a great point. I cannot tell you how many audio logs were destroyed by either forced audio from the main characters or from some event. And then, like, I just, like, constantly had the audio, like, stepping over itself in this story. And so I was just sort of like, dude, what the fuck is happening? So, actually, I didn't have that as much this time around, except I had it happen a lot at the very last level of the game. Um, the, like the, the prison area, because it was just like, I was also, I felt a little more rushed cause I was recording it and I didn't want to like be stuck in there forever. So I would pick up an audio log and normally when I was just playing without recording it, I would just like stop and listen to it and be like, Oh, okay. Interesting. Or like maybe walk around an area I'd already been. But in this case I would pick it up and just keep progressing. So I would start playing the audio log and then within like. 20 seconds yeah uh sophia would just blurt out something and i was like oh all right well it's gone forever yeah because then i would pick up another audio log yeah yeah so like that's what i want to get at like this story and gameplay fights itself constantly in this last section um i think the part that where it really felt jumbled to me was um it was in Fontaine Futuristics when you were trying to find the four flowers 
to, um, I guess, like, inject into the, like, superhuman, which is, like, Gil Alexander. But, like, you you kill a big daddy to pick up the little sister, but the big daddy houses an audio log in it that essentially is this father who is becoming a big daddy to protect his daughter. And it's supposedly a very like heart-wrenching audio log of this father just being like I just want to be with her and you know Sophia Lamb like okay well are you willing to you know go through the greatest extents to be with her and he's just like yes I am and I'm like oh well fuck I just killed this guy like that's awkward (laughs) like but like you kill the big daddy but then this whole horde of splicers is coming on to you and so you run to like take cover but that's when Sophia Lamb comes over the loudspeaker with more of her you know Eleanor is the prophecy bullshit and then you go to another area and Sinclair's yelling at you like come on old sport like let's get you know get this you gotta go quickly and then you go and then like you go to another area and like Sophia Lamb interrupts Augusta Sinclair to talk about how like that big daddy was a father. And I was like, wait, you mean what I just talked about like five minutes ago with that? Like, it was so jumbled in that area with the audio just interrupting itself on so many levels that I just had to kind of like pause the game and sit back and be like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) Because it was just constantly fighting itself, but yet you couldn't, the game wasn't tailored to have you pick up something and stand still and listen to the dialogue that was occurring because they'd have hordes of splicers attacking you, making you trigger another audio thing to interrupt itself. I can't remember what it was exactly, but I actually did have an audio glitch where it it was something like it showed up as Sinclair, but it was like Sophia's dialogue. And it was just, it was like the perfect, like, image of, yeah, like, the audio just piling on top of itself. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like and I was the premise... Like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. I feel like the premise of these audio logs, like, originally, if you go back to Bioshock 1, which actually, in the chronology of, like, this game being released is not so far away, it was always, like, you get this... It's kind of like you clear a room, right? Like, and then you pick this up and you sort of, as you're looting and looking around and exploring a little more, uh, you sort of just hear a little bit more about the world. But I swear it would be like, you'd pick up this audio log and then like there would be like a trigger that would trigger her dialogue that would be like literally the next room. So you'd be like, okay, I'm going to loot this splicer and this splicer. And, oh, I think that's, uh, uh, you know, some Eve over there. I think I'll just walk over the And it's like triggered. Oh, God damn it. It's just like all yeah. over the place in this game. And I've, yeah, it might have been exacerbated in the second half, but for me, that was happening constantly. And and I think that happened early enough in the first half that I started to just disengage with the story because I was just like, dude, I, I honestly don't know what I've missed, but I'm guessing it's important. And I just don't want to go back and listen to the first two thirds of it for a bunch of these again. And so I just, uh, yeah. For me, it was just honestly sort of like, the story's already pretty wild. It's easy just to kind of like yeah, hear what's going on and like, be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it didn't feel like there was a whole lot of like actual substance to the story. Like they tried to put in a lot of substance, but didn't really know the subject matter. <laughs> like somewhere near the end, I was like, "Man, this is trying to be a game 
with a story about what's basically like political philosophy, but they don't know how like this political system work. Like they don't really understand what radical, um, uh, like socialism, like communism shit works. They don't really understand it. Yeah, it's so it's they just can't a, make a story about it. Yeah, it's just a weird premise of like Sophia becoming like this angel figure, and then basically trying to first off with with Gil, they like tried to merge the like conscience of all the top people of Rapture into one person to then create the ultimate utopian. It's like what the fuck yeah <laughs> and then she was like all right well that kind of failed but i'm gonna do the same thing for eleanor i'm gonna make her be the ultimate um like humanitarian essentially like no greed no selfish impulses nothing always for the good of the people and it's like what the fuck <laughs> but yeah. but she's but like no yeah but right? she's like the only yeah. way to do that is by turning people into fucking spliced up maniacs which is insane to me, but that's well, yeah. Yeah, and she's just like, I am her mother. How dare you try to stop my life's work in ruining my daughter? But then she keeps. Yeah, the, but then right? she does just like one, okay. No, but like then she only re- I can be a terrible human. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, you're trying to save her, and that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Dude, like the 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 amount of people that like just hate you outright for like you not understanding what the fuck your role is in all this until at the end where they just call you father like seven hundred million times and they're like, dude, Jesus, like calm down. Um Yeah. Yeah. Like I just just like the whole first half of this game, I was like, dude, why does everyone hate me so much? And why don't yeah. I know anything about that or like have some sort of idea? Um, and then the second half is just like, father, 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 father. You're like, okay, okay, okay. Stop, stop, dude. I get it. I fucking get it. <laughs> and it's, like, yeah, I don't know. Then I'm supposed to be like really attached. It's like, but I'm not attached because I haven't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Like speaking of like non-attachment, like I didn't even realize there was a killer spare option for Gil Alexander, like because the big gold arrow popped up over my head telling me where I needed to go. And I left the room while I guess Gil is like pleading to me to like, you know, end his suffering or whatever. But like I had already left the room because I'm like, oh, the arrow is pointing me where to go. I'm just going to go that way. Like I didn't stop to like hear his dialogue or anything because I just wanted to move on to the next combat sequence. And so like I just feel like that's kind of just how the game was designed but it comes at the detriment of the story because then you're just looking for the next action sequence and don't really care about the characters yeah i definitely agree with that what do these uh spare save sorry you know spare kill things do i know earlier on they like gave you some drones or whatever but like it alters the ending oh it affects the ending oh cool yeah so there's a whole thing at the it affects very how Eleanor will like treat her mother. Yeah, it, end, it you hear yeah. Eleanor talking at the very end of the game, like how she was like spliced to you kind of and like saw your actions and then that shapes her like kind of psyche and like how she will 
respond to others. Huh. So, like... Right, yeah. so, like, there's that scene at the very end where, like, Sophia Lamb is, like, after you make the building rise, like, at the very end of the game before the cinematic, you see Sophia Lamb, like, swimming, and she's, like, drowning, basically. And if you have spared everybody and saved all the little sisters, um, Eleanor will, like, give Sophia Lamb a breathing mask to, like, spare her. But if you, like kill everyone and like kill some of the little sisters like eleanor just like watches her mother drown before her eyes in like a cold manner that's actually like. not entirely true i oh really? yeah okay. so i i got what's called the justice ending is which is where i killed the three main people but then saved all the little sisters mm. um oh, and she okay. still kills her mother but then you see at the very end when she rises to the surface she is like caring to the little sisters oh interesting yeah. so then i wonder if you harvest all the little sisters in addition to that she like watches her mother drown and then she's at the surface in like in a cruel manner to like the little sisters like. supposedly there's like i think nine different endings to bioshock 2 or seven excuse oh, me shoot. seven endings hmm. wow and it just all has to deal with how eleanor copes yeah it basically is like comes down to yeah, it's uh, dealing with the little sisters and then sparing or taking the lives. Um, and apparently, there is a option where you can choose life or death at the end of the game. Hmm. Though I guess that requires you having to have harvested some little sisters, which I'm not willing to do. Yeah, no, nobody's wanted to do that. <laughs> God damn. No. Like I said, this game yeah. brought out my paternal instincts, so. <laughs> You're just <laughs> fighting everything. Yeah. I, I got to say, though, it was really cool to see in this game the that little bit where you controlled the little sister. Hell And you got to see yeah. the world through her eyes. Because then it makes so much more sense of the games of, like, why are the little sisters, like, so happy? And, like, why do they put up with this? And you're like, oh, they are... <laughs> really fucked up yeah i dude yeah. i remember getting to yeah. that section and being like you do have more tricks up your sleeve bioshock too like this is cool like this is maybe all yeah. the payoff that i wanted like th this might justify the whole game just because like it was just so i thought that section was so well done like it was just so creepy and weird and like you'd walk up to a dude in jail cell and it would like show you reality for a second as he almost kills you and then you'd like hop back into your little reality oh no yeah and you'd go away the only thing that I wish they had done is I wish they had actually like shown you what the pipe system was like a little like and if yeah. there was some fun way that they were uh, interacting with that. But dude, yeah, so cool. Yeah, I love seeing like when you'd go to harvest the angels, they actually like looked like an elegant like woman or man and they had like the blue like angel wings on the ground and you're like, oh, look at that. And then the second you start harvesting, it just cuts to, yeah, like the cold, dark reality. <laughs> Yeah, and there's like toy guns on yeah, the ground. Yeah, some like hideously deformed yeah. person. Yeah. yeah, and like <laughs> broken big daddy like dolls, you know, that you're just thinking like, oh my God, this is such a great, like I almost, it's, I just feel like that I cannot fucking believe they hid this until like the last section of this game because I feel like almost no one would get here. You know what I mean? Like so many people skip this game to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Notably, that section Absolutely. also is where you'll see 
um, kind of the the actions you've taken because you'll see the the red statues, and mm-hmm. those change depending on what you did for the three uh, the three lives you could either save or take. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Like, dude, that whole section was so fucking rad. And I was like, if they had opened the game with this, dude, people would have been talking differently about this game. Like, because it actually adds to this universe in a serious way. Where I feel like I was looking throughout this game to be like, I'm curious what Bioshock Infinite took from this to build on. And it feels like nothing (laughs) you know what i mean like it feels like they were just like oh fuck that (laughs) if anything they took some of the story bits about like um maybe like religion a little or like at least like sophia lamb like the daughter that's like protected or whatever else it's like they they almost took some of those and then like made their own story out of it but that's like a bit of a stretch but other than that dude they were just like this game didn't exist but like this part in particular i was like this is fucking rad like I do wonder if Ken got some inspiration for like the whole Elizabeth um Booker father daughter whatever bits from maybe some inspiration from this game of the big daddy and the little sister and especially with beyond that of like Eleanor and your character having like a deeper connection than you know your standard issue big daddy and little sister yeah i thought about that too i i don't know if it's like true or not or maybe we'll never figure it out but i definitely thought of like i wonder if they almost took bioshock too and we're like we can do better check it out you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually yeah I, I considered that too hmm. <laughs> ken's like i'll show you yeah you dare touch make my a bioshock game, <laughs> game without me <laughs> I'm going to make a game over the next 70 million years and remake it like eight times and then come out with something that I'm going to like then fire 70% of my staff like James said so I can make small games. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Huh. That'll show him. Yeah, that'll get That's him. That's exactly what he did, dude. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I... I, I yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, it just really seems like this game was created for the tower defense mechanism, and then they were like, oh shit, we need to have a story with this, and then, yeah, because of that, they reused a lot of elements from Bioshock 1, I felt, and even a lot of the side quests in this game are very, like, very repetitive, like, I don't know, you you get to Dionysus Park and Stanley's like, I need you to, like, you know, deal with three little sisters. And you're like, oh, you mean what I've been doing all fucking <laughs> yeah. game at this yeah, point? That yeah, ridiculous. gladly, Stanley. I will gladly help you in this aspect. Yep. Or like, I don't know, like in Fontaine Futuristics, it's basically just two different phases of like hide and seek with, you know, the four relays and then the four flowers. Like... Yeah. You know, they definitely reuse like the crazy Cohen type of personality in the Alexander the Great character, the little TV guy that just kind of whirs in and, you know, says all this crazy, maniacal, sometimes hilarious lines. And I'm like, oh, that's that's Cohen. They, they wanted to have a Cohen again, but they he's technically dead in this world. So they created alexander the great for that right um yeah yeah and then and i don't know like it just kind of like came off 
I don't know. And and then I just felt like the game wasn't in love with the characters as much as Bioshock has been. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Augustus Sinclair, who's been with you the entire game, like, he just turns into a big daddy and he's just, there's no, like, internal struggle of him being like, how could she do this to me? Why is she making me fight you? He's just like... Well, old sport, looks like I'm going to have to fight you. I don't quite like this, but please kill me. <laughs> and like, <laughs> then you kill him and he's like, you know, don't forget about me. And I'm like, wow. I already did. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, what's her name again? Sorry. But like, you know, it's like they, so they built him too, so though. Feel, like at yeah. the beginning, I was like, ah, oh, it's another Atlas. And it's like, it isn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unpopular opinion. I actually kind of like Stanley. <laughs> really? Stanley oh, Stanley's was, great. I love Stanley. Did you spare Stanley or kill Stanley? I killed him. <laughs> but I liked I liked the uh I liked the whole I liked his character of like he he's like the sketchy dude and he's like, hey man, we can like make a deal. We can get out of here together, and you're like, alright, whatever. But then it builds it as you progress through the level of like discovering the audio logs where Eleanor knew he was up to some shit. And then he got caught, and so he sent he was the one who sent Eleanor away that got turned to get turned into a uh, little sister. And then figuring out that he was hiding that from uh, Lamb. And then at the very end, like as you're leaving the level to go back to the train, Lamb comes on the loudspeaker and announces that she knew all along. And he's just like, oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> so then you get to yeah. him and he's like, hey, we could work this out, right? And you're just like, no. <laughs> yeah, you have nothing left. <laughs> well, you really... can be, but I was like, no. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, at, like that was at least a cool, like, section of just, like, unfolding. Like, it sounds silly, but, like, oh, I kind of followed that part. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I kind of yeah. understand what's going yeah. on there, and it was kind of cool. Um, I, I kind of yeah. liked how you, like, m- interacted with these characters, and then you got to ultimately meet them and then kind of decide their fate. Mm-hmm. I like that aspect yeah. rather than like that was kind of cool. Yeah, I also I did like um, another unpopular opinion, but I also kind of liked uh, Augustus. He had some charm to him that I liked, but I do agree that his death was kind of pathetic. Yeah, and he's just like right. Oh, like I, no. I love the character himself. <laughs> yeah, he's like such a Gatsby type character yeah. with his whole like you know like his demeanor. But yeah, just the fact that like. Sophia Lamb just comes in and she's like, look what I did to Sinclair. And he's like, aw, <laughs> Yeah. Looks like I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> yeah, like, how and when did you do this? And she's like, don't worry. And he's like, oh, no, I'm evil now. Sorry, old bean. <laughs> yeah. Was he you still have to kill me. <laughs> was he the one that they spawned as a, a Delta, like, Big Daddy? Right? Like, Yeah. Because, yeah. dude, like, those are so easy to kill. He was, like, this main character, and he was, like, trying to make this epic end, and I just headshotted him, like, three times. He fell over, and it was, like, done. I was yeah. like, whoops. <laughs> yeah, And right. then he, like, cut straight into, yeah. like, the end. That's why. Like, you know, he had to, like, go into his ending <laughs> speed just, yeah. like, two yeah. seconds after. Ugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also liked that they created a multi-part quest 
like system, dude. Yeah, with what a thing that it, it like stopped you, and it was like check out the multi part yeah. quest system, and then they used it one time, <laughs> yeah. and you knew that they were gonna use it one time because it was right at the fucking end of the game, dude. It's so real. I didn't even like, check it out, honestly. I just followed the what it originally told me to do and did dude, it in order. You can hear me record yeah. it on camera, just being like, I'm not gonna check that out. I hope this doesn't ruin everything like i'm just like following the error like error like okay we'll see um <laughs> yeah that was that was fucked up yeah no exactly you don't have to it, you don't have to look at that at all and it's it's absolutely fine <laughs> you just know that like one like guy was asked to make that system like really early on in the project prog in like the the production of the game and then got really mad when they never used it, and so they were like, "Fine, we'll put it in the end." <laughs> yeah, They're like yeah, this this quest you could I guess technically do in any order. So fuck it here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like I think I pulled up my map after I looked at like the objectives, and I was like, "Oh, you mean like what I'll be doing anyway?" Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there were occasional. Like it. Oh, go ahead. Go I was ahead. gonna say there are occasional no, parts in this go. game where I'd walk into a room, and I would get this feeling of like, oh, like you're trying to build these like room set pieces that Bioshock One had so well. Like, do you guys remember like the first time you ever walked into that dude, uh, who's like, I forget his name, but he's like that. He's the doctor who's like cutting everyone up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just his. So, so yeah, Steinman. Yeah. So the whole approach to him, you get like multiple rooms where you enter and there's something really fucked up and then you enter further. And there's like really fucked up. And then you just like it just like builds that character up to this amazing thing. That whole section just feels like it. And they occasionally had a couple of rooms here and there that had like candles and stuff written in wax. And you're like, oh, this could be cool. But I just didn't feel like it had that just sort of like cohesion that Bioshock 1 had that like really they got me They kind of did that with the fontaine level when you had to deal with uh gill mm -hmm. and you would you could run around the the uh i guess lab is what it would be and, and all the offices and whatnot and you would see where he had like killed i i guess were his workers and he had like burned using the laser like fired or like severance cut or <laughs> other appropriate business <laughs> yeah. terms yes <laughs> that's true and there also was, in that section, I will admit, one thing that I was like, oh, fuck, another cool thing that I wish they had gone further with, which was the experimental uh, teleportation plasmid. Do you guys check that out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was cool. That was cool. Yeah, what the fuck was that? It's just fuckery. They're just like, here, dude, there's this thing. You touch it. It disappears. You go find it again. It disappears. You go find it again. And you find it a million times until eventually it takes you around the level and shows you a bunch of secrets and just gives you some extra stuff and puts you in a cool set piece. Oh, that's what that was. Okay. I found it like twice and then I didn't find it again. So I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> it's gone forever. <laughs> I was like, I will look through the entire level to find this thing again because I'm actually curious. Like, I'm actually interested. Like, this has piqued my interest. I will follow you. <laughs> that was but the then level. In the, in the ending, like, cutscene they showed that plasmid like there were a bunch Did of different oh. important characters and then the teleporting plasmid hmm. 
I'm pretty sure that's you. what it it's was. Like, this is what you could have had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like it's kind of been teased at you through all of Bioshock because they always had the the uh, the splicers that could teleport around, and right. you know, splicers are using like plasmids that you can get, except for those ones where you're like, "Yo, I want to teleport," and the game's like, "Sorry, buddy." <laughs> that's too hard to code <laughs> yeah like no way man <laughs> i don't know they're honest like honestly it's a miracle these guys even teleport like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true though like that is such a fucking tease though because that that plasma was cool and it just like the way it felt it just felt different and special like it's like all these different colors and weirdness and it's as like it's this you know almost uh i don't know being of its own like mind of its own and so you're just sitting there and you're like oh i'm getting hinted at something interesting and i think that maybe is just because this game whilst being set in rapture which is one of the coolest places ever is is quite samey for a lot of it and it's quite like repetitive at least in its like set pieces i mean i know it does its different sections and stuff but like the, the original bioshock had like even the loading screen would like decree to you the color and the style and they, they do it like kind of a little here, but do you remember like Cohen's section where it's all purple on the loading screens and all the saving screens and then like everything in this whole section is purple and it just all builds. Like here it just felt like it's another rapture corridor. It's another rapture corridor. It's another rapture corridor. And that's why like when I got to the teleporting closet, I was like, oh, this is different. Like this is something interesting. I wonder what this is about. Um, but it was. I not. also kind of liked that though. Yeah. I liked the seedier kind of like more bleh environments because you got to see like the rapture underbelly so to speak it wasn't like these extravagant set pieces which were admittedly really cool in bioshock one but i did kind of like this change of pace for two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean definitely but i mean the shooting was was a i mean lot hell better. how about the how about that red light district though am i right oh yeah you are right the game hinted at splicer sex Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Going through the peep exactly. show with that, yeah. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, I remember, like, the peep show with the three windows, right? There's, like, that one room where the person is hung in the middle. And like, <laughs> Dude, I opened all three windows. <laughs> Dude, I did, too. But I opened, like, the right one first, and I was, like, looked around, and I was like, that's interesting. But then I, like, looked out of the corner of my eye, and I was like, is that someone being hung? And I could, like, tilt my character to see it, and I was like, oh, weird. And then I opened the middle one, and I'm like, well, that was not a surprise. <laughs> I saw yeah, that. Like, oh, yep, that's what it is. <laughs> yep, okay, confirmed. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> I fucking love that there's glass in this game and they do this with all sorts of games where there's glass but the difference is bro it has like a wire mesh behind it and you can't break it dude and I'm like dude I'm a fucking big daddy I swear to god like can I not just break this glass one time and then like even big daddy dude we saw we had an instance in Bioshock 1 of that, that when you play as the big daddy where he broke through like the concrete wall Yes, to and fight you this, to try to steal your little right. sister. And in this game, there's also a scene where, like, I think it's Fontaine or whatever, but like you're in that like uh, theater, right? And you're supposed to be showing off the plasmids that you've learned. And a big daddy yeah. like comes in and breaks through that glass, and I was like, "What? That's me. That's literally me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why can't I do that? Yeah, where's that plasmid? Yeah, exactly. Where is that plasmid? But I don't know. Yeah. Dude, I wish this game had done more with the uh, the walking on the seafloor parts. I loved that. 
Yeah, that was pretty cool. It felt really great, didn't it? Like, did anybody it else? Was a cool addition. Climb up to the very top of that one tower that had ten Adam. That was super not worth it. Yep, absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I think that's one of the places the teleportation thing yes. took you to. I think so too. Yeah, it popped you there briefly and was like, "Oh, look at this." Oh, you could yeah. Dude, I love how Adam just looks like a fucking tentacle, like chopped off a fucking octopus or something. Dude, it's a sea slug. Is that what it is? Yeah, bro. Oh, did yeah, you duh. even that's, play? Yeah. That's actually the, the infinite call DLC. Out. <laughs> no, that's the call out in Infinite. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, with Fink talking about you know harvesting all these sea slugs is ruining my margin. That makes sense, McCoy. That makes sense. Yeah, I could see how that. I love would, you, uh, buddy. But come on. Look, I don't think there's great evidence textually. No, I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, could the textures be higher resolution? Come on. Yeah, that's true, dude. That I think there was a couple cool. No, I do wish they had more like discovery scenes underwater i'm kind of sad that all of the underwater portions were more of just a linear path to get from one bay to the next like it would have been cool if there was some like i don't know underwater combat oh my god yeah big daddies or if, dude if like, i made a game then like it would just be walking around <laughs> in between the buildings on the seafloor just fucking you don't even up. go into rapture you just walk around on the outside and be like hey but see, that would be so cool because then, like, your drill charge would be like slow motion because it's underwater. So it's like, oh, that would be badass. No. And they just cower the whole time, like, fuck, no. But they can't move. <laughs> yeah, they start trying to like swim away, like backstroke. They're like, no. <laughs> They're doggy paddling out. Like, just <laughs> like, we were talking about like bullet time games, like, before this. Combat underwater is the ultimate bullet time. <laughs> it's the OG. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Like it's that, and it's like combat in space where people are jumping around, you know, and flying. It's like these two concepts, man. Where are they, video games? Come on, give it to us. Um, and the spear gun would have been way more thematic there, right? Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it would. I forgot about the spear gun. Uh, dude, I started using <laughs> exclusively the spear gun because it's terrible. But the reason it's not terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. It's like, yeah, it's real bad. It's pretty bad. But I just was like, the rivet gun was just too fucking strong for me. It was just like, it was just too many headshots. It was like, did I, I, so I was like, okay, fuck this. Cause I, I like a gun that's like a sniper rifle archetype where it's like high precision, low fire rate, insane damage. So if you nail it, you nail it. Like you drop people. But then the rivet gun has like 18 shots and it can drop everyone from any distance at any time. And I'm like, God damn it. So I just started using the spear gun and I just started trying to like lead my shots. It was a fucking nightmare. But when you nail that I forget, shit. McCoy, did you, did you play on hard? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I played on hard, and it was like I was still headshotting everyone, and they were still dying. So I was yeah, like, okay, no, spear no, I understand. Gun. I, was, I was just curious. <laughs> yeah, dude, spear gun. I'm telling you, it's the fucking way. Because and, yeah. you know, I even upgraded the like the one of the last upgrade stations I got was I upgraded the damage for the spear gun. Used it, was like I still hate this thing. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I did the same with the shotgun. I was like, oh, I guess I could use this, and it's like good, but it's just like. Dude, I'm headshotting people from a mile away with the fucking, with, with the rivet gun. So what do I need this for? But yeah. Yeah. So like I found out like playing on easy that like 
an automatic way to cheese through ev- like the easy difficulty is just to use the rocket launcher the entire time. Yeah, that'll do it. Because literally the rocket <laughs> la- the rocket launcher are like two shots big dabbies and like four shots big sisters. So like Boy, I uh, wish I did that in hard. Yeah, like, seriously. So like um there is a segment of the game that we're all familiar with where like one of the final big sister fights is where Lamb uh six like two big sisters on you and literally all i did was just like incinerate and then like bunny hop around the room just like shooting rocket guns and i think i killed them in maybe about 20 seconds (laughs) maybe (laughs) so it was like i don't know like i knew um i knew like people wanted that part recorded just because they were like oh this is like the epic big sister scene i'm like aha i'm at easy like look at me go bunny hop rocket launch you're dead that's awesome i have a feeling that the other people's love... hard experience were not like that <laughs> not at all i would love a one-time recording of zoe fighting just one big sister on hard dude <laughs> i would panic it's honestly like, like no! nightmare inducing it is nightmare inducing like the rest of the game feels like a normal game where it's like you can use a rivet gun and shoot them in the head or you can do some traps they do some damage and everything kind of makes sense and then a big sister comes out and you're like, I have to shoot this thing in the head 150 times and it does my entire health bar <laughs> in like two hits. And what the fuck? Like everything just goes out the window and like all your strats and all your fucking I'm checking corners like a fucking like military. It's like all out the window and you just run scared. Like <laughs> the two like, scariest things in this game are the big sisters and when you set down your little sister to harvest a body and a rogue big daddy walks in <laughs> all your traps. <laughs> Yo, for real, though. Holy shit. Especially when it's a, when you have the last little sister of the map and he's just like, what's going on? And you're like, no, please. Please leave. So I, did, I didn't know if this was a glitch on my end or not. But there was a fight in Fontaine Futuristics for me where there was a bouncer big daddy. Like, I had at that point um, saved all the little sisters in that level. So it was just a, a bouncer big daddy walking around on his own. And then an alpha big daddy went to go try and fight me. Except the bouncer started fighting the alpha big daddy for me. Like, he just bull rushed this alpha big daddy for me. Like, zero aggression, though. And so I just, like, sat back and just watched these two big daddies go at it. And they (laughs) killed each other. So then I'm just sitting there like, huh. Well, cool. I got so lucky. I'll be on my (laughs) way Because (laughs) I did another, I had a similar situation, like, uh, in that section where... There's a just a, a lone um, bouncer, big daddy, and I was doing the turret defense for my little sister, and I'd thrown down a, a mini turret on a set of stairs, and you know it was spraying down people, and it managed to hit the big daddy, but it didn't aggro him to me. Instead, the big daddy just like walked up and started to like just kind of like a standard melee animation attacking my my turret. And I was just like, oh, no. Oh, no. And he broke my mini turret and then just wandered off. And I was like, oh, thank you, God. (laughs) (laughs) He just had the beef with that one turret and then was like, all right, I'm done. (laughs) I got recorded footage of 
a big sister just dunking on a big daddy. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, AI fighting other AI just makes me so happy. Like, I remember back, way back in the day, there was this game called fucking Jedi Knight Jedi Outcast. And it was a Star Wars game. And you'd have lightsabers and shit. And there was a level that existed if you had the pc version that you could get to only by command like it was a developer level it wasn't intended to be used and it's just like a coliseum basically i mean it's smaller than that but it's like a circle room and what you could do is you could bind a key to any command you wanted so then the commands you could do in the consoles were insane so you could do stuff like spawn dark jedi and then you could bind that to a button and so you could just every time you press a button it just spawns a dark jedi and you could also make it so they didn't notice you and you were just like an observer that could fly around. So what I would do is I would spawn like 40 Dark Jedi and then spawn like it's see how many Luke's was like the appropriate amount of Luke's to spawn against these Dark Jedi. And it was just so fucking fun. <laughs> like Luke would could typically kill like 10 Dark Jedi. So it'd be like 40, <laughs> it'd be 40 Dark Jedi and just like four Luke's back to back just just fighting this crazy war. And I was sitting there like, dude. AI fighting itself is fucking fun. Like, I'm just sitting here like, this is awesome. So then I was like, okay, what if I had one Luke, a hundred rebel soldiers, a hundred stormtroopers, and ten dark Jedi? Like, what's going to happen? And it's just this fucking chaos, and your computer's just, like, nearly shutting down from the amount of load. But it's so fucking awesome. I recommend. Um, That's what I felt like. Like when sometimes when the AI would fight itself, just be like, yes, yes, perfect. That's why I was like trying to hypnotize everyone, just like, yo, fight each other. Like, this is great. Um, but yeah, that would be a cool game. Just like, yo, just get all this AI to fight itself. Oh, so fun. The other thing, oh, the last thing I want to mention is there's a mod. I mean, like, that's like essentially what I do with like the, the cyclone trap. And then, like, I did get the powered-up cyclone trap with, like, the lightning and fire. So, literally, I'd set, like, 20 fire cyclone traps all around the room before a harvest awesome. session. And so, basically, you just kind of stand there and just watch as, like, all the splicers just get burned up. The whole room's in flames around you. And you're kind of like that meme with the dog <laughs> on the, in the burning house just being like, this is yeah. fine. <laughs> this is fine. Dude, that was what was fucking awesome about this game was, like, I was getting fucking messages from people telling me, about their their fucking tower defense setups before they would do big sisters and that's fucking cool like i think i don't know i fucking enjoyed that part i feel like everyone enjoyed setting up these like nonsense traps where you're like i think people are going to come through this door here's a hundred mines you know <laughs> like just <laughs> circling the door like it's some fucking weird like light system like it's like like it's a halloween you know like lights you would set up on your house or christmas lights or something I don't know. Dude, I got to say, though, their their system was a little broken because it, it would be a, a a body in a room and you section off and, and set traps for like the say it's like two entrances into the room um, and you would like secure those. You're like, All right, I'm ready. And then the enemies would just spawn in the room with you. And I'm like, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> I did not have this problem in the... You're not supposed yeah, like, to Yeah, where did you come from? I feel like first half of the game, I didn't really notice that. But then second half, I was like, dude, that's a closet that just leads to an audio log. I'm certain of it because I was just there. Yeah. No, it happened to me a lot in uh, yeah. Dionysus Park. It was just like small room. A dude spawns like around a corner, but it's just like a little like alcove. 
and he just spawns there. And I'm like, I, I know you weren't there before, my man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to factor that over some bullshit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, then there would just be some instances, and I texted McCoy this earlier this week, but there would be some times, and I'm sure this is a game glitch, but, like, I set up, like, a minefield of just, like, proximity mines and, like, uh, trap rivets and, like, all these cyclone traps. And then my little sister goes to harvest and it's like you can hear crickets chirping as she's like harvesting because nobody is coming. Oh and so you're just kind of sitting what? there. I wish that <laughs> happened to me. What? It's, Excuse I, I, me? I'll send you guys. Maybe we can post this video on the Did Instagram or something. But it's literally it, w- it happened in Siren Alley where I just set up all this stuff. And you, all it is is just like complete silence, and all you hear is the little sister being like, "Just a little bit more, daddy," <laughs> and you're just kind of looking around, and there's nothing coming up, and then you're just watching as your little sister gulps down all her atom, and she's like, "All done," and you're like, "That is the most anticlimactic <laughs> fight." So then I'm like going around the room, like repicking up all my rivets <laughs> and all my proximity mines. Oh like, my god! Did you know Jesus that John Travolta meme where he like looks left and then looks right and just goes, "Hmm." It's like kind of like that, just like what the fuck's happening? <laughs> Where Dude, is it's hella funny too because like it, it's like it's just like from that video you sent me. It's so it's so funny to put that in the context of like you can also use the rocket launcher to kill so, like a, the, the hardest creature in the game in two shots, and then like this trap minefield that you've set up. It's like you had the p- firepower in that to kill like a thousand armies like on on easy mode like it's just like you look around and you're like dude this is craziness i love it and then just no one shows it's just like dude i wish i had that instead i had the second i set down my little sister this happens the whole fucking fbi open up (laughs) like everyone and their mom in rapture just shows up and is like what's going on in here yeah Absolutely. I just will say, I, I kind of want to make like a fucking like a like a like a waltz or something like to the back of just all the footage I have from cyclone traps because I cannot tell you how fucking f- I just fucking love physics, man. I just love when a dude is saying some shit, walking up on you, and then just flies up to the air, hits his head on the ceiling, falls down, and just dead. <laughs> like I just fucking love it. <laughs> so I was just cyclone trapping everything all day long everyone cyclone trap cyclone trap cyclone. and they always be like you know just saying some fucking splicer shit about me and i'm like just take it another step bro just one more step come here oh and he's gone like so many instances of people like dude like flying over like balconies or off edges or just into walls it's just oh it was so lovely so i'm just imagining like da 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 and they're just like flying up into the air <laughs> just like all around oh so fun <laughs> And, like, that's why I don't blame this game for anything. I'm like, dude, that was actually really fun. Like, thank you. Like, thank you for that. Thank you for the... I like the, the defense gameplay. I just do. I just like setting up my shit and then being like, all right, come through this hallway. See what's going to happen. Oh, you're fucked up. That's what's going to happen. Yep. Dude, I still so like, never I bought say, like, as somebody... Cyclone Trap. I... Oh, you, you James, that's like this that game's James? audio. Oh yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, dude, like, like in zero... Bioshock games have I ever purchased Cyclone Trap now? James, you're breaking my heart, man. Yeah. But I did buy bees. 
stupid. Because I had enough Adam to just fully upgrade bees. But not cyclone at trap. one point. You fucking so I bought person. I bought all three <laughs> levels of bees at one time because I had so much Adam. And then I just spammed bees for the rest of the game and it was overpowered as shit. Really? Oh that's awesome. Because every single enemy would just like run like would be running at me and I'd be like bees. And he'd be like, oh shit, bees! And just like, just stand there like, oh, there's so many bees! And then you just like shoot him, and the bees are like, sick, let's go find another enemy. Because the final level of it is literally, it's just like, um, it's, it, they just go find another enemy when the thing that it's on dies. And so I'd have like 12 like different like bees. <laughs> Like swarms just like surrounding me and like going out and catching enemies. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, I think James won Bioshock too, dude. I don't know how he does it. It's like, dude, James, like when you play games, it's like I don't even recognize the video game anymore. I'm like, how did you find this build in here? Like, <laughs> all last episode we were like oh yeah the cyclone traps are really overpowered and i could just see james going to a gatherer's garden just being like nah bees bees. (laughs) (laughs) i just was like totally uninspired by the idea of putting down traps so i just didn't do it fair enough dude you know, respect, respect. Dude, Cyclone Trap would give you the fucking coolest shit, though, where you knock someone into the air, and then they hit the ground, and they stay ragdolled for, like, like on the ground, not moving for maybe, like, a second or two. So it just allows you to do this fucking cold-hearted shit where you knock them into the air, they hit the ground, they're not dead yet, and you just walk up to them and just, like, execute them in the back of the head. And it was just, like... If you'd started doing that, like, enough, it just became this, like, just absolutely, like, almost, like, traumatic level of, like, just people are flying in the air and just execute, execute. And these are crazy people. I don't know. Anyway, so, yeah, nice. Good for you, man. But, um, I don't know. I don't fucking know, James. Yeah, fuck all that. Yeah, fuck all that, man. Bees. I mean, dude, it sounded great. Maybe that's the best shit. Yeah, (laughs) that was pretty good. I actually did some, uh, some zoe level shit where i fully upgraded hypnotize and actually use it a couple of times yeah i would use it on uh charge it up use it on big daddies and just have them help deal with the local uh splicer rabble did they turn on you at the end or how did that work (laughs) yeah they do yeah so it's kind of like hey man help me out let's be buddies but knowing you're like i'm gonna have to put them down Right. <laughs> Especially because then they do that bullshit where they're like, don't hypnotize someone who's alone. And I'm like, bro, that worked just fine two seconds ago when there's another dude unsuspecting around the corner. Like, fuck you, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was like you had to get like level two because like level one just like enraged them to attack someone else. Whereas level two and then level three, which worked on bigger guys, actually like allowed you to fully hypnotize them and have them as your ally for a bit. Right. Did anyone use the security one where you can just summon the turrets at will? Yeah, I I actually used the security one quite a bit, which actually led to a really overpowered part where um, there was a big sister fight that was right under a security camera that I hacked, and I already had two little helicopter robots near me 
to begin with. So I basically just waited for the big sister to come and I'm getting all those warnings of like, the big sister's coming and I'm just have my little like security surveillance uh, plasmid already. And so literally I toss it at her and it's like six helicopter pilots just like yep. pile yep. on her and she's like, <laughs> she's like dealing with them and I'm in like the back just kind of shooting away with the rocket launcher like ha <laughs> this is perfect see I feel like this combat had so many moments like this like we just went like we just talked about it like that like that is actually a true testament to like some of the fun this game could produce no so like I was gonna say like at the beginning of this you know first episode we did last week I was like oh like tower defense is so like you know, anxiety-inducing, and I'm terrified. But dude, once you become, like, you know, once you have a couple of weapons upgrades, at least on easy. Now, I will say this, guys, I play this on easy. Granted, I probably should have played this on normal, but I had a lot of fucking fun on easy, just, like, taking pot shots with the rocket launcher and, you know, being able to experiment with so many plasmids, you know, regardless of how overpowered they were or not, like... I was looking forward at the end of the game to, like, all of the different types of combinations I could possibly do, especially when you could, like, combine different combinations of plasmids. Like, I think there's a hypnotize upgrade you can get where you can hypnotize somebody and power them up with a different plasmid. So, like, I would send a bunch of, like, electro people towards one another um, or, like, fire people. I don't know. And it was fun. I really liked the experimental aspect of this game and just the easy difficulty made it so it was just less stress inducing and I didn't die. Like, I think I only died once in this game. And that was like, (laughs) that was like against like three big daddies at once or something like that. So like, I don't know. I had a lot of fun and like, you know, just the not having to die constantly, I think, helped with that a lot. Yeah, I feel like you actually bring up a really fascinating point about difficulty. Like, yes, like, okay, I played all these first-person shooters and I shoot people in the head better than I used to, therefore I want to play a harder game, etc. But you're so right that then it becomes the tools that I use must be on the curve or above the curve. They must be helping me get through this. I can't just, like, fuck around. You know what I mean? But, like, you could just fuck around. You're like, dude, Plasma X, Plasma Y, doesn't matter. Like, whatever. Let's try it. And that's cool. Like, to miss out on that experience is is something to, to, to meditate on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would, like, highly recommend anybody, regardless of how experienced you are, like, to just, like, play on, like, a lower difficulty just to enjoy, like, some of the less effective plasmids i was gonna say like the bees but apparently according to james the bees are like the, super yep, powered the bees are top tier so, i missed dude. out james is like that hipster dude who's like check this out bro he's like that guy in league who's like i'm gonna take a support mid and you're like what and he's like trust me dude trust me this shit is like out of control and you're like okay james yeah okay it's fucking sick dude watch me take my 80 carry top lane and see what happens okay dude okay um, I wish I had tried the bees in hard mode. Yeah. So wait, uh, yo, Gabe, did you use well the drill? It, like, were you wrench build, drill build, or like not as much in this game? No, nah, not as much because a you have to use fuel for the drill, 
and right b there wasn't really like as much like strategy around like doing a drill build it was like there's like two plasmids that directly just increase the damage of the drill which i did use then there was um the drill lurker which was kind of like the wrench lurker where if you sneak around you do more damage to enemies um in the game with your drill but at least for me i noticed in this game there was really not much stealth to be had it was like the second i walked into an area the enemies immediately knew i was there so the possibility of sneaking around with my fucking drill out and hitting an enemy with my <laughs> drill stealthily was pretty much nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. There is that gene upgrade as well, though, that like awards you if you decide to do a drill only build. Like, I think it was like there's a certain gene tonic you can get where it gets rid of all of your weapons except the drill. And plasmid cost goes way yeah. down, so like you can spam your plasmids and only. Yeah, use but even the there, it's like not even like enhancing the drill. It's like, hey, you can only use a drill, but we'll make other plasmids cheaper. So it's like, okay, I can use like a plasmid right, run versus right. like, okay. yo, man, we drilling up in here. You wanted to one shot drill like a <laughs> real baby drill, yeah, like a big sister, like yeah. Which that's I don't think it's ever gonna happen. Yeah. But it was very... I did do a lot of the drill charges. Those were sick. That came in yeah, key. Yeah, drill charges were fucking sick, dude. It was, it was fucking sick, dude. Dude, the first drill charge sick, I dude. ever did was, like, it glitched. So the first time I ever used it, it, like... It, you run at the person, and then there was, like, a fountain or something in between, and it just, like... But it was, like, not, like... I don't know how to describe it, but basically just, like, I stopped my movement halfway through and then just sat there and didn't swing or anything. And then this thing just, like, this dude just, like, triple tapped me in the head and I died. And I just remember just being, like, this is the worst <laughs> ability of all time. And not using it for, like, hours and hours and hours later. And then it's like, oh, it was supposed to hit the dude. Okay. I fucking get it now. But at first it was just, like, wait, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump halfway across the battlefield completely into no cover. Stop here and I'm not going to be able to, like, move or attack for, like, a second. Like, this sucks. Yeah. That sounds right, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I should have been using bees, man. If I had known that, man, it would have been fine. But Yeah, dude. Bees was... Bees... Top tier bees was the strat. Dude, I didn't fucking know. I even looked at the bees. I was like, dude, I should just buy it just to fuck around with it. But I didn't because I was like, no, man. I need to... I need to, like hold on to my resources because holy shit this game is hard yeah i felt the same way I was yeah in normal mode in normal mode you had so much fucking adam i don't know if it's true in hard mode i had a lot like, in hard mode too but it was just like i was just like focusing on upping the things that i did use and just like finding the perfect like strategy that worked for me of like how can i stay alive the longest yeah Mm. I was like trying to uh, play around with uh, telekinesis level three, which I never got enough Adam towards the end because I had like upgraded everything else. But it, the 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 descriptor was, you get to like throw people that are alive, <laughs> like, and I'm like that <laughs> sounds fucking cool. Like the dude just like, hey man, fuck you, and you're like, and throw, like just like throw a dude at another dude. <laughs> That's awesome. That's the like Star Wars Force fantasy that I've always wanted, and so I was I literally cannot explain to you the disappointment that I didn't get that build together fast enough by the end. 
I just didn't realize because I, I didn't think upgrading telekinesis would be good, so I just didn't. And then I finally was like, "Hey, I have a ton of plasma or atom. I'll just like upgrade to level two. And then it shows you what level three actually is, and I was like, "Oh, hell yeah!" But so I actually i I accidentally like read part of a review for this game, and it said that you just got like showered in atom, and you just had too much by the end of the game. So I was like, "All right, fuck it, let's go." <laughs> Bees, and bees, spent it, bees. Spent it on random stuff because I knew that I would just have too much. Yeah, I mean, I definitely you get a lot, and I definitely spent it on stuff, but it was just sort of like, uh, you had to go utility first. You had to be like, all right, cool. What's actually like good? What's actually useful for me? Cyclone trap, level three, mm, right yeah. away. I I got a I got level three mm. lightning, where you could do like chain lightning essentially, right. which was actually worked pretty well because it would like shock like three people at once. And then I could just like drill charge to all three of them. That's awesome. Which was honestly overkill, but oh man, was it fun? Yeah. Like tier three incinerates always fun because like that's when you start throwing actual fireballs that like can go distances and like bounce. Which yeah. Is fun. I always like that. I found that top tier lightning was not great. Like it was cool, but it didn't feel good. It it didn't work well on hard because there even is like a plasma you can get where when you're streaming one of the elemental attacks, you gain health when you're hitting enemies. But on hard, it's like you're standing there in the open, just like blasting a guy, right? And he's just like shooting you back and like chunking you. Yeah. So you you just you can't really sit there unless you just want to burn through all of your. Uh, all of your first aid kits in like 12 seconds dude the amount of times that i went from like for the past three hours i've had six like med kits and i've been fine to like now for this next section for the next 20 minutes i'm gonna have zero over and over and over again like oh just... yeah no any anytime a big sister it's just like all right i i enjoyed having these six health kits now i'm gonna have zero and <laughs> keep throwing myself at her for like four more deaths yeah and it's like i'm glad i banked 500 dollars cash because i'm gonna spend it exclusively on health kits in about two seconds like, exactly like there were so many parts of the game where i like was running through and i'll be like i'll come back here for health kits because i was like so you know i'm full on health kits and i was like i'll come back i'll come back of course i never did but then of course you know 20 minutes later it's just like i'm completely desperate for anything I'm like oh, have i hacked you yet fuck me like Oh yeah, I've had I've had instances too during the mid fights of like seeing a a uh, a uh, vending machine across the way, running to it and being like mid fights like, hey guys, pause and just like buy a ton of med kits and be like, all right, go <laughs> and then fight and then go back and be like, wait, I need more, stop. Yeah. Oh god, I bought so much ammo, like so 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 very much ammo. Like, just give me all the rivets, give me all the rivets, give me all the rivets, just constantly. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then again, like, the, the like the money is more plentiful in Bioshock 2 than I ever felt it was in Bioshock. Like, I swear, there'd be moments where, like, I, like, exhausted my wallet and, like, have, like, 10 coins. And then you just kind of go loot and I have, like, 700 yeah. all of a sudden. And I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> That's I'm like, nice. God, I wish I could buy something useful with this. Oh, no, it's just ammo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you, like, need to buy ammo so much in this game, which is good. It feels good because I felt like in other in in Bioshock 1, you just didn't have to buy that much ammo. 
occasionally yeah well i right. certainly didn't you would need to with the ranch <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, but I, no i agree like fair. i feel like the enemies just dropped less ammo in this game yeah it's like all yeah. right i killed a guy with a machine gun i go to loot his body he's like here's four bullets <clears throat> and i'm like well cool yeah <laughs> no they're all the stupid uh the arrow stuff that we've been talking about is like bad the spear what, yeah the spear gun yeah. yeah, the spear. Yeah. Like I always like glue bodies, and it's all yeah. just spear out ammo. And I'm like, I don't. Especially want because this. that's the one ammo you can actually get back after shooting. So it's like you're constantly <laughs> maxed on it, regardless. Like, dude, this is offensive to me. Yeah, like, that's so true. <laughs> was there ever a point where you could buy armor piercing ammo for the machine gun? Because that was the one I like needed the most, and just could never find it in a store or anything. Uh, yeah, if you hack some of the ammo vending machines, they were available. Well, shit. <laughs> but then again, I was on easy. Maybe maybe only easy. I probably just missed some, but there were definitely some where they just didn't offer it, even if you hacked it. And I was like, no, please, the big sister's coming. Dude, it, it literally felt like if you had a gallon jug, right? And you were just taking a spoon. And just like slow, like fill, you know, pretty frequently, just like filling up this like <laughs> this gallon jug until it's like right at the top, and then it's like, no man, I can't take it anymore. And you're like, but dude, I have more. Like I'm trying to save this shit. All right, fine, fine, fine. And then a big sister comes in, and you're like, you just pour the fucking jug out. <laughs> it's like there goes all my ammo that for every single gun for every single ammo type. Like there goes all my health packs. Like there goes all my fucking everything. And you're like, well, and you like pick your spoon up again. Like it's time to fill it up again. <laughs> that might be the most applicable metaphor I've ever heard. <laughs> That's exactly what it's That's honestly what it was like. You have a gallon jug and you're oh. like just bit by bit slowly filling it and then Big Sister shows up and you're like, ah, and just throw it all at her. Yeah, seriously. To no avail. <laughs> <sighs> you know what, guys? Let's fucking do it. Let's hit this thing with the thumbs mm. and let's wrap this bad boy up. Yeah. yeah. Alright. Let's should uh okay. i can start actually once i cue the I music cue. Oh, it's, too, it's been too many hours <laughs> i'll i'll put it in uh, through the magic cue the music well, whatever when it's edited the tyranny of thumbs <laughs> yeah wow great music <laughs> but um whoa check out so that music overall <laughs> oh my wow. god you played that one that's terrible that's the wrong one no okay sponsored by visual <laughs> all right all right so my review and my thumbs um i'm gonna give bioshock 2 one thumb up um if we're going solely based off of gameplay it would probably be a two thumbs up for me but coming at this game from coming at this game after having played the other games and seeing how heavy story wise those games were, the story combined with the gameplay for this game knocks it down to one thumb for me. It's also with the caveat of I would not recommend this game to anyone who has not played a Bioshock game previously. Like, Bioshock 2 is not a good entry-level game for someone new to the Rapture universe. It is pretty much just an extension of what Bioshock already, like, had 
you know, the seeds that Bioshock had already sown. So like, it's just kind of one of those things of it's, it's a nice addition, but as a standalone piece, I can see where someone could be playing it and just be completely lost. Um, really like the combat, really like the creativity that came a lot with it. I, as I said before, I usually have a lot of anxiety with turret defense games and just combat in general when it comes to first-person shooters, but I had a ton of fun with this. And you can blame that on difficulty being like, well, you gotta get, you gotta get good scrub, you only played it on easy, but you know what? Fuck that. I had a lot of fun on easy, and, you know, I, I think that should count for something. Um, that I was able to experiment as how much as I did. How dare you have fun? I know. That's um, not the goal of this. Yeah, how dare I? <laughs> Rapture is a serious game, guys. Exactly. Only true gamers will yeah, understand. They should remove easy from the He's game. Through, um, right? <laughs> yeah. Only Dude, 1999 seriously. mode. Nothing. In 1999 less. mode in Bioshock 2, is you have to be playing but, um, 1999 mode in Bioshock Infinite on your side monitor while using the same keyboard inputs in Bioshock 2. <laughs> right? That just makes sense. There we go. Perfect. Um, I think if there's one thing that I'd fix about the ga- this game, because I think this game also suffered from what Bioshock suffered from, and that... It could have easily been a six-hour game, but they extended it into 12 because they felt like that's what games at that time needed to do to be a serious game. Um, So, like, honestly, if we were to take, like, I guess, like, the beginning entry levels introducing everything and then the Persephone levels at the end, like, have those be, like, the bookends... I felt like all that needed to be in the middle was the Ryan Amusements area, Dionysus Park with Stanley, and Fontaine Futuristics with Gil. And I honestly think everything else was just filler. You know, the preacher character, see, I don't even remember his name. I didn't find that part to be all that compelling. Um... I didn't find that one lady character who I'm blanking on her name because that's how important she is. Grace to Holloway. Me. Um, like <laughs> Grace Holloway. Yeah, like I didn't find that level to also be all that compelling. But I felt like if Bioshock Two just had the amusement level, the Dionysus Park, and the Fontaine Futuristics level, it would have been a perfectly paced game that. Um, didn't go stale with some aspects of, you know, Little Sister Harvesting or Tower Defense. Um, but that's my only complaint about it. Um, you know, the game has its fair share of glitches. Um, my favorite being, um, sometimes my helicopter turrets would pin me into a corner and not let me out, so I would have to reload the game (laughs) to get out. And then my favorite glitch of them all was towards the very end when you're with your daughter and Eleanor's like, get back to the submarine bay. You know, we need like the little sisters and I need to heat up this water. And I run to the submarine bay and the little gold arrow directing me disappears at the top. So I know I'm there, but nothing's happening. And she's standing in front of me being like, if we make it to the service bay, we'll be able to heat up the water. And I'm like. I am here, dear. 
what are we doing? <laughs> and she's just like, Father, get to the service bay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like had to reload that and eventually she she got that. But you know, it's it's funny glitches. They're glitches that don't really, you know that they're not something that would totally make me hate this game. And they were few enough between that I didn't really mind. Um but yeah, so overall for me, it's a great experience. It's a it's a fun gameplay experience, but narrative wise, it's not all that compelling in my opinion. So one thumb up from me. Is Bioshock still your favorite series? Oh hell yeah! Like I have to say, guys, like I am so happy that we played all these games like in a row from one another. Granted, I am kind of feeling a little bit Dude, of rapture seriously? exhaustion right now where I'm just kind of like, <laughs> and I'm we only lost different. Adam along the way. <laughs> I know, seriously, he literally couldn't take it. He just lost his mind, <laughs> you know? just left. Like he's, he's muttering to himself in a corner. Like, like a, he's literally splicing right now in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do but it. Like, I really, really appreciate that you guys went on this journey with me, and now I can officially be a true Rapture fan, having played the second Bioshock. Of so course, thank you, yeah, Gabe. the gates or whatever. It's my pleasure to open. bring you to the weakest of the series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there we go. That's the power of the gameplay, man. We can do that shit. Like, if we put our minds to it, we can actually play these games. Like, dude, I'm telling you, we I can't think. You mean the tyranny the, well, of okay, the way I, Yes, yes. Branding, branding faux pas. Yeah. Well, listen, here's what I'd say, right? To me. Not a branding faux pas. A branding faux pas. Yeah, I don't think we didn't hear that, McCoy. Did I say that? <laughs> you sure oh, did. Yes. Well... <laughs> <laughs> look all i'm saying is to me it's tyranny of thumbs a game club podcast you know what i'm saying like in its longer form you know if you would like add like okay. a description sentence okay. that's what it says but anyways whatever fuck it okay um, all right I'll allow it. all right we getting that call no, yeah i wouldn't there? do that inside but you know like as a you know like those descriptor senses people have you know like whatever all right i'm done um yeah, i know <sighs> so what'd you think of the game uh <laughs> I think this game is really interesting to me. Well, first of all, I'm really glad I played it just because I really don't like bowing to the whims of like the general idea about games. Look, you have to a little for sure. Um, but I just, I really don't like when games are like, ah, oh, miss this one or like one of the general gaming ideas like that. Um, it's just, I'm just curious about it. Mm. I want to know. I, I guess it just really comes down to that at the end of the day, it's the same with rating systems, right? It's the same with like uh, Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. People are like, oh, this movie sucks. And it's like, I actually think, one, there is value in playing games that aren't as good as the cream of the crop. I think there is value in that um, as a person. But also, I don't agree with or respect the majority of the opinions just aggregated. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't sit there and go like, okay, so... 70 out of 100 people like this game so therefore it's a 70 out of 100 therefore i should like this game like that just doesn't fit to me like i i have my own criteria that i like certain things more or less based on whatever reasons so i want to experience it myself if i can so i'm thankful for that i think this game in particular it's really interesting that i suspect it'll probably get one thumb up from everyone that's my guess um Maybe Gabe will pull a wild like two thumbs up or like a star or some nonsense because fuck Gold the rating star. system. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fuck that. But um, 
but i just mean like i think that is a huge testament to the gameplay like because i was not particularly engaged with the story and i think the story and being engaged with the story and being engaged with the world is what defines the series of bioshock and i it it was defined in the first half of bioshock one that's where people realized this is what a Bioshock game is, and I fucking love that. That is so cool. And to not have that at full force here and fully operational, and to still have people giving this game the thumbs up means the gameplay had to carry. And I think it did. It was fun. I had fun. And at the end of the day, like that really is ultimately what you're looking for. Like I would have loved to have more of the elements that really made Bioshock 1 really key. I would have loved to have them here for sure. But at the end of the day, I had fun. So what the fuck am I going to do? Like, I can't say shit about that. Um, that's the intangible. That's just there. Like, I appreciated the tower defense gameplay. I appreciated headshotting people. I appreciated using plasmids and just fucking around. So, yeah, one thumb up from me for sure. Uh, I I just enjoy it. Like, what are you going to do? You know, it's just it's it's just it's so funny to me that that's the concept. Because, like, put that in the context of people literally being so negative about this game that like super fans across the table from us are not even playing it and wouldn't even give it a chance. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the level of hatred that there was for this game. And you can see that it did not have the Bioshock one stuff, like I've said, but dude, it was a fun game. So fair enough. Hot take. I hear you. Thank you. (laughs) I know. I'm so so brave. (laughs) (laughs) all right all right all right james you're up next bro because gabe's got to be last because he's gonna throw in some nonsense cold star bullshit and then we have to like be prepared for that so what do you think james yeah i mean one thumb up definitely um pretty fun game some bullshit story wise but some bullshit is always kind of fun um I don't know. Uh, I think it... Honestly, I think that there, in a lot of ways, this was the strongest of the series. Um, so... No. Take from that No one's going to hot will. take this guy? <laughs> like... <laughs> all right. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that's that's crazy. Really? I don't know. I thought you liked the DLC pretty much. Well pretty well oh absolutely i mean the dlc but like yes no you're totally right the dlc is the best in the series but um i mean oh uh, well there's gameplay things that this does that is better than the dlc i would say um and that's not just fully upgraded bees although that does Um, is included in that category for sure it is included in that category but it's not the only reason um but no i mean like the dlc is overall my my favorite experience of of bioshock um but yeah um definitely like one to one and a half thumbs up um from me all right, Gabe, you want to lay it down? So there. All right. Gold star. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> for me, honestly, I think it's going to be... Overall, I'm going to give it a one thumb up because 
I did enjoy playing this game, and there's a lot of things about this game I did like. I enjoyed seeing the kind of shadier side of Rapture. You know, it didn't have to be these extravagant set pieces like it was in one. Um, I enjoyed playing as the Big Daddy. It gave a unique um, experience and look on the Bioshock series, um, and especially the part where you, the the brief part where you play as a little sister. Um, and I actually liked a lot of the story, but for me, what prevents me from giving it two thumbs or even like another half thumb is I did not really like the Sophia Lamb character and working towards that end goal, um, with dealing with that, uh, issue and dealing with her as like the main villain, it's kind of just like, uh, and just like it, 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 to me, she just came off more as kind of a bitch rather than like a villain. Yeah. She was just kind of, mean she to was you. just like, yeah, she was just like mean to you the whole time. And, as the game progressed, her reasoning for like what she did kind of just became like more and more like just like flat and like why like it's more and more insane like her just like trying yeah. to create the ultimate utopia through like a centralized person and then trying to create like the a utopia by creating her daughter to become this selfless angelic figure and then like when you're like acting against her she's like why would you like try to stop this you're nothing you're scum you're the worst thing ever you're underwater hitler why would you <laughs> you're like when did i earn this <laughs> yeah and you're like i i'm just here doing my job my job was to protect your daughter which you failed to do so she got turned into a little sister that then i am here to protect and she blames you for doing it, which is like there's empirical evidence through the series that it's not the big daddies who turn them into little sisters. Yeah. So, and plus she knew it was, uh, she knew it was um, Stanley. So I don't know why she's still blaming you, but well, whatever plot hole, maybe. Um, it. She just hates yeah, you. she just hates you because you're a better parent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's, the whole, it's the whole ex-wife thing, right? Like she just hates you, and you're like, yeah. you probably hate her, but you don't say anything, so nobody knows. Yeah. So yeah, I love uh, combat was great, gameplay was fun. I liked the unique story and kind of look at Bioshock versus Bioshock One. I'm sorry, I, I look at Rapture through Bioshock Two versus Bioshock One, and my main uh, deals were the kind of like the flat storytelling with the main villain is this oh and huge pluses because the little sisters actually look like little sisters yeah that's I mean, pretty little nice. girls they don't look like big-eyed freaks that is a nice plus <laughs> so here yeah here's a question why why is this the only game that that's true i don't know it's and why did they lose that later like what anyways <laughs> it, i just think ken must have just been like adamant about that he's like no we're going back to this for the for the burial at sea and he's they, like they and by the way guys. no saving you know what i'm saying checkpoints <laughs> that's it yeah. like uh ken you're a story director can you leave that to the gameplay and like the programmers and he's like no listen to me i have a creative <laughs> vision um <laughs> once this game comes out you're all fired <laughs> 
Yes. We thought he was joking. That's but, my yeah. creative. Yeah. Wait, wait, so here's the, so I just like, I, this, this concept got brought up really quickly and I just want to like hear your thoughts on it, but ranking of all of the games of the series in order from best to worst. And I would separate out Bioshock Infinite's DLC. So to me, I'll just say it's like DLC for Bioshock Infinite number one, and then it's probably Bioshock one. And then it might be Bioshock two. And then it's Bioshock Infinite main game. How do people feel about that? I, that was actually what I was going to say. Yeah, I think it depends on other factors, but yeah, I think so. I mean, like storytelling wise, I'm not going to put Bioshock 2 above Bioshock Infinite, but in regards to everything, yes. Yeah, all things considered, combat-wise and yeah. such, that's probably well, how There we it. fucking have it, you guys. We fucking did it. It's over. You're free. Run free. You've just, like, you know, gotten to the <laughs> surface and you get to live a normal, great life um, that has nothing to do with Bioshock. Just don't get in any, like, chairs that look like they <laughs> might send you either up or down in a lighthouse, and I think we'll be free. Yeah. For sure. Let's tweet so. at Ken Levine and see when the next Bioshock's coming out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's fucking do it. Okay. So this is the perfect opportunity to let our listeners know that starting next week, we will be starting or kicking off our Scary Games Month. So for... Um, all of the Wednesdays in October, so that's five of them, we will be playing uh, different types of scary games throughout the month of October, and we're really stoked about it. And we, like I said before, we had some lengthy deliberations about which uh, which games to play for these five weeks. So um, without further ado, next week we will actually be playing three games uh, to kick off our Scary Games Month. So we will be playing uh, Aversion, Pony Island, and The Static Speaks My Name. So they're all really short gaming experiences, and we all don't know what is going to happen because apparently they're games that subvert expectations. So it'll be fun, and we're really excited for it. And, you know, we're really happy to have, you know, five weeks actually <laughs> planned for this podcast. So, yeah. Dude, I love how when you like introduced that, like in my mind, because before you said they were short games, I was just like thinking like, well, at first we promised we were going to play three hours a week. And then we got into the Bioshock section and we all agreed we wanted to play more to get through a long game. So it's six hours a week. And then you're like, and next we're going to play three games. <laughs> it's like, dude, <laughs> 12 hours a week. Like what's happening? We can't do it anymore. But yeah, no, they're really short. So don't worry about it too much. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, listeners, don't We're worry so too nice. much. We're not overexerting ourselves. Except for the energy level of this podcast right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and also the fact that Adam didn't play my fucking game. Dude, he was out. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Dude, your reveal for Bioshock 2 was hilarious. You're like, buck love. We're going back to Rapture. And everyone's like, oh my fucking God. Like, it was good. Yeah. 
Well, and you just hear Adam go like <laughs> in the background. I was like, "Oh, Adam will be missing these dude, next Adam was two like weeks." Playing it off to me, like in text, like, "Dude, I I'm, I might make it next week," and I'm like, "Just honestly, tell me right now, you won't make it because if I were you, I wouldn't make it." Like, no disrespect, just because he like missed the first week, first week for legitimate reasons, and then was like, "Dude, do I re- am I really gonna like steamroll all the way to the end?" And I was like, "Don't, just 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 you know, watch some TV." Didn't he say out. his legitimate reason Don't. was playing a different video game? Um. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, that is fairly. Yeah, it's true. He's a real gamer. Yeah, we're all real gamers here. We're all just sitting here like playing video, other video games. But yeah, it's just funny to me. It's like he's like, dude, I, I might catch up. I'm like, I just don't think you'd want to pay like 12 hours of this game like back. I just don't. Think- <laughs> yeah, like don't don't put yourself through that. <laughs> yeah, like dude, for your sake. You just like, don't. You're good, bro. Like it, it's all good. Just come after. But yeah. Cool, man. We fucking did it. I feel like I'm ready to go to sleep yeah. and play Gears 5 for the next 10 hours of multiplayer. Um, <laughs> <sighs> and then call in that you won't be there for the next week's podcast because I've just been so busy lately. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. McCoy, you've logged 20 hours of Gears 4 5. Like, yeah, dude, but I was getting shit done. Okay. Okay. So throughout like the entire weekend when I was trying to, you know, finish Bioshock 2 and I get those like Steam notifications in the corner of like, Ikoi is now playing Gears 5. Ikoi is now playing Gears 5. Ikoi is now playing Gears 5. And I was like, Jesus Christ. It might have been possible. Zoe, you want to play Gear 5 with us? (laughs) Yeah, dude, it's really good. It's so good. Yeah, Zoe. Uh, Join us. Oh, well... That'll be a, another story for another time, I guess. But anyway, for this the story podcast, is though. no. <laughs> <laughs> we just released an entire episode. It's called the story of like Zoe and Gears Five, and just the whole content is her just being like, nope. But we do all like the bits in front of it, so it's like now nah, recording, and it's like nope, and it's like great choice, like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that'll be like the shortest Tyranny know, of Thumbs episode ever. And our listeners will be very appreciative. That episode alone will get like so many five-star reviews. They'll be like, oh, Dude, I, I fucking love very that. Nice. It's like, <laughs> it's just like this idea that like if someone likes your thing, you'd want them to make like less of it. I just, I just, that just like, I don't get it. It's like, can you imagine being like, oh my God, I loved that TV show. Thanks for not releasing any more seasons. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. But yeah, I could see. Uh Anyway, feel free to hit us up with that five-star review on iTunes, though. Or you can mail in to us at James. Oh, I mean, I run the the <laughs> one for hipsters called sponsoredbyvisual at gmail.com. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's also... Uh, McCoy runs the one for not hipsters. Yeah, it's called um, Tyranny of Thumbs at gmail.com. Which, by the way, James, we should just get you the keys to that so you could run both of them. But... Uh... I mean, maybe. I'm not doing a great job of running one of them, so running two of them at the same time. But there are like thousands of emails they're not rough. responding to. We're like, what's happening over here? I mean, no, there's okay. zero emails, yeah, but it's I fine. So. <laughs> hey. No, no, no. It, it, it was just like, I just don't understand how you could be doing a bad job if there's nothing to do. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. <laughs> it's true. true. It's true. All right. Oh, well, yeah, let's, let's let hit that stop button. Let it be let's done. Let's go. Oh, hitting the stop let's button. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Fuck yeah. <laughs>